0: Welcome to the Peace at Home podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinan.
1: I'm extremely tired.
2: And I'm Jamie.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I, our music's by Jordan, but I have made a terrible mistake. Because I've shown Jamie and Ben uh, a couple of adverts from the Turkish election. Which may have derailed what little plan I had for this episode. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. Fine, I will, I will now field questions related to the adverts, but they're going to have to come with timestamps.
2: Oh, boy. Right. Well, my, only, my question's about the AK, the AK Party one. was
0: Yeah, the respect why, one, yeah.
2: Yeah, why is that in English?
0: See, that's something that I'm kind of confused about, too. First of all, lots of Turkish people speak English. Um, yeah. So, but but I, fe- I feel like, do you know like, um, like Neom and shit like that? Like the, the yeah. Saudi shit? I feel mm. like they're kind of leaning into that vibe a little bit. Where yeah. they like, like, trying to sort of paint this completely alternative picture of the country as sort of, like, a place where the most annoying assholes from California would want to live. But yet, pitching that to Turkish people. Because yeah, that's felt, what's perceived as desirable.
2: It felt more like they were trying to appeal to me than to Turkish voters.
0: Well, it's kind of the thing, right? Uh, because, yeah. uh, like, Look, the AKP's campaign has, has fallen, has, has basically gone back to the old tricks, but the old tricks don't seem to be working as well. Like, they are they are having, we'll talk about it in a bit, but they are having a time of it right now. <laughs> They're, even their rallies are fucking dog shit. Usually, w- when they used to have rallies, like, at least they used to have, like, you know, like a cast of people who'd show up and it'd be kind of interesting. Now it's just, like, now, now, the main guy who introduces Erdogan at events is the guy who campaigned to abolish his own job in a referendum. <laughs> who's who's like, who's like most famous for being very stupid?
1: The thing I like about the the, the AKP party ad is that it, it feels very corporate. It feels almost like like somebody's trying to sell you something.
0: It's yeah. it's, it's neon. It's,
1: it's like, a, it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like we we make MRI machines, fighter jets, and rockets here. Yeah, we build yeah. big fancy bridges. Turkey's uh, an up-and-coming <laughs> fucking <laughs> startup,
0: and And the thing is, this was what the vibe was like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they, they basically tried to recapture the mid-2000s. I don't know that it's worked. Wearing like a I, fucking wallet chain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to get introduced by Fred Durst at the inauguration. Oh, it's going to be wild.
2: My other, <laughs> my other question about that video was, about forty seconds in. Yeah. Was that Greg Grunberg getting into a car that we saw Bruce shot off?
0: Forty seconds, you say. Hold on. Let me see. So there's the like young people thumbs upping and then it's respect. It's around it's the word respect, okay. Oh yes. And then it's oh I don't know, that just looks like generic stock actor getting into a car.
2: <laughs> yeah, Greg Grunberg.
0: Yeah, I don't know who that is. So Also, the, um... also very funny fact about that high-speed rail in that video. Um, if that's actually the high-speed rail I'm thinking of, that was primarily funded by British investment. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> British
1: people investing in high-speed rail? When does this happen? <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's really funny, and it's actually kind of aggravating, which is that um, basically there's this nonsense uh, no- nothing city called Kayseri in Turkey. I've just angered, like <laughs> but it's like the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like the equivalent of like Hull. Like, it's not like, it's not anywhere that's actually materially important, in my opinion. Is, is it's
1: like Turkish Milton Keynes or something. Turkish
0: Milton Keynes. Except, like, a lot of these cities in Anatolia, uh, they were where a lot of the economic boom happened, which is why whenever earthquakes happen in these cities, they're really bad. But setting that to one side. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, like, it is a major city, and uh, but most of the, like, construction has been, like, football stadiums and stuff. But anyway, Kayseri is going to have high-speed rail before Manchester. <laughs> Kayseri, <laughs> Manchester's, like, the fourth biggest city in England. Like, it's, it, like, in the entire country, it might be, like, fifth. Like, Kayseri's, like, 20th. It's like Reading getting, well, it's like, it's, it's like if Reading was located in Cumbria and got high-speed rail. Like, that's, that's what's basically happened. And it's, it's happened.
1: In the teeth.
0: And it's happening because of British... In- now, obviously, the British are like, you know, they're, they're, they're basically going to make money off this deal. It's more profitable, basically, to invest in Turkish High-Speed Rail as the British state than in British High-Speed Rail as the British state. Except, no, it isn't, but they're doing it anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, well, nobody ever looks at, like, the second-order economic effects, of anything, because that, that would be silly. you'd yeah, have to start investing in your population. You know, yeah, nobody look, wants yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah, looking at second-order economic effects is communism. That's I'm what gay. we... That is... And yeah, gay, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Categorically. F- fellas, is it gay to look at second-order economic effects? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we've come to. <laughs> okay. It
2: and, is, uh, and that's why you should do it. Yes. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> to be clear, it's a good thing. I kind of <laughs> like, my favourite bit of the AKP ad that was incidentally submitted into the YouTube zone by another British-Turkish person, before, just before we shot this episode, which is why we've derailed, is, uh, is the part where Erdogan is just like, applauding. Mm. Like, he's inexplicably applauding, and then it fades to a Turkish flag. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? And and then there's... the Oh, God, I think I found an election song by the... I, I feel like we should talk about election ads then. Mm. I feel like for a bit. Okay, so that's respect by the AKP. I'm going to look up whether Yeshid Sol have done a... Uh, that's the Green Left. Oh, by the way, um, Ben, you missed yeah. this because you weren't around. So the HDP, the, the, the sort of um, generally left-wing, generally social-liberal pro-Kurdish party, uh, they're not running on their own list. They're running as the Green Left. Oh. Uh because their party's basically being dragged through the courts for a bunch of nonsense.
1: Um, yeah. have they stolen their furniture yet though?
0: No, no, no. We haven't got to the furniture theft <laughs> from the yet. Um, that's Damn. Kind of a, that's a that's a classic and the deep cut. Um
1: Yeah. I'm just thinking about when the, when their battle bus is going around Turkey or whatever, there's somebody just going along and stealing all the bridges out from underneath it so get over them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on. Uh, all of their ones always look like lyric videos. Um, I'm just trying to find one that's an actual ad and not just like a video of one of their uh like rallies. Can we briefly talk about the other election
1: ad, like the opposition alliance one, where it, like a guy complaining about the price of onion? Oh you know, yeah, that's
0: just every Turkish person's fucking family WhatsApp.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not gonna I, lie.
1: Um, I do I do like the heft of it though, which is basically. Seems to be. I can't speak Turkish, but it seems to be everything's shit and expensive and stressful now. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> very relatable.
0: Yeah. It, it's it, The thing. The thing is. Um. I, you know what? I'll show you. Oh wait. The Turkish Workers Party have a have a TV ad as well. Oh. Okay. Oh yes. Oh. Okay. Hold on. Well, I've got to get that one. Um. Sorry, what everyone. does, but, um, what, um, what, does
2: Hi- what does Heidi mean as well? Heidi means
0: that? like let's go. Basically. All right. Cool. Like, let's go. That's kind of what it would be like. Very, uh, very ant deck of them. Yeah. Imagine,
1: imagine being that enthusiastic for an election.
0: It, it's, it's, it's, it, it does kind of mean like let's, as in let's do this, right? Yeah. But it it it it, it is, is it, to be taken as like let's go a bit here, you know. I suppose there is like a variant of it, which is like, oh,
1: let's fucking go then. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. yeah. I I suppose it depends on tone. I've never heard it said like that. I've I've heard it said like, hey, hurry the fuck up, we've got to go to the dentist. (laughs) But like, (laughs) it's a very specific scenario in which it was used. Hurry Um, the fuck up
1: and go to the pools.
0: Yeah, but this is not the vibe. But yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is just like Turkish people complaining about how shit it is in Turkey. (laughs) And then there's like, because it's an opposition alliance one. This is, this is, I think, Kamal Kalachdarula's presidential advert. Um, he's, like, with all of the other alliance leaders. And so, like, the first one's kind of, like, not awkward because it's him and Mara Akshana. Although it should be a little awkward because she tried to coup him out of his own party leadership while leading another party. So <laughs> it's a little bit, maybe a little bit awkward, but they look, they're pretty comfortable with each other, which I think says a lot about both of them personally. But, um, yeah. But it's it's him with all of the other party leaders, including the one who leads a party that I would very kindly describe as wanting to bring Sharia law into tech. Uh. like I'm kidding. They don't really. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like this is the this is the like my largely Kemalist family extended families like brainworms infesting me. But but my dad weirdly likes the leader of that party. He's like, oh yeah, he's the most educated one, other than like Salahuddin Demirtas. But he's not the leader of a party, and he's in jail. So, you know, but my dad's weirdly like, oh, yeah, he's the one who knows the most about what he's talking about. And he has an English wife from Manchester, <laughs> which,
1: which is... keeps happening, so it doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Manchester seems to be coming up a lot in this in this episode already. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, yeah. Th- I'm trying to see who else he's hanging out with because, it, yeah. OK, so he's, hang- ah, he's hanging out with the mayor of Istanbul and the mayor of Ankara, who were the other pr- who were the more popular people to be candidates for president. But basic okay, so here's what happened: um, the mayor of Istanbul got disbarred because of a because of a phone, what I think is basically a fake ass court charge um, that stopped him, that basically banned him from running for office uh, right when the election was going to happen, and he was the most popular. Well, he was kind of tied with the other guy for most popular candidate. Yeah, uh, so the other got
1: car washed. Like, yeah, the
0: other, the other guy is basically like um, he was a former member of he's a member of the Mehepe once upon a time. And then he uh, became the Je- he defected to the Jheper Je- and kept running to be their candidate for mayor of Ankara. And then he just won eventually. Also, incidentally, he started a municipal internet program, which means he, a former member of a fascist party, is doing broadband communism. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- how insane is this going to drive you? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They've I'm got high-speed rail and internet communism. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. What a country! Right? What a country! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the, the country that I say is a lot like Britain might actually be better than Britain. Oh <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but these. But yeah, so like, here's the deal with having these two. in one, they're more popular than Kılıçdaroğlu because no one likes Kılıçdaroğlu. He's a fucking loser. Like, if he was popular, he would have won an election the past four times. You know. <laughs> uh, sorry. If it sounds like I don't like this guy very much, it's because I don't. But it's not even anything he's done particularly. Like, I just don't like him because he's a massive fucking loser. But those two will be one of his vice presidents, basically. He can appoint as many vice presidents as he likes and he's going to appoint all of the opposition leaders and those two as vice... So Turkey will have, like, eight vice presidents, I guess?
1: Oh, fantastic. Which why, I'm sure... Why, why stop there? Why not just, like, yeah. you know, democratise Mid- ev- vice presidency and just yeah. get everybody on board?
0: It's It's very, like, ancient Rome to have, like, one executive, and then eight people who are kind of the executive, but also not really. <laughs> it's very much like very leaning into certain vibes. But yeah, okay. So he's he's okay. So he's with them. Oh, there's the guy with the bagpipes. That's uh, that's in north, that's in northeastern Turkey, where my dad's family are from. You can tell because it's like green and pleasant. Um, you can, maybe I'm biased, actually. Yeah, hmm. and then and then he's with Karamullah and he's like, yes to hope, and it's like. Dude, your party's like the least hopeful party in the history of the country. Like, <laughs> like I, I might actually genuinely dislike... that. Part, the amount of dislike I have for the Salat party is almost the same as the dislike I have for the E party and for AKP. I obviously dislike the Meheb the most. Because they're just the biggest fucking cunts. They ruin everything. This is making me, like,
1: slightly stoked for our next election. Oh, our see, next? Like, yeah. I can see, like, Lisa Nandy trying to Push hope at some point, failing miserably.
0: (laughs) It's gonna be so bad. Like the thing is, the thing is, like, so this advert is like, let's try and get him to win in the first round because it does look like he's like on forty nine percent of the vote. If he gets fifty, he wins without a second round because they reckon a second round will have thumbs put on scale, basically.
3: Right.
0: But if he gets forty nine percent, he's gonna win in a second round. Like, no one will believe that he didn't gain any votes at all from the guy who was formerly in his party and their presidential candidate, who's going to endorse him anyway. Like, no one is going to believe zero people will join to vote for him. But, you know, they, they, they reckon they're trying to get him to win in the first round because it's, like, the safest thing that you can do. Anyway, it's a nice advert. Um, and look, yeah, well, this is also Northeastern Turkey. And also, there's some guy with a like clay model clay face. He's probably the, one of the former AKP people. He looks like kind of a nothing guy. Yeah, and then it's all of the opposition. So it's basically all of the opposition parties that are like you know what known publicly leaders with the two mayors of Istanbul and Ankara flanking them, who are not leaders of their own party, but probably should have been the candidate in their own right. Um, they would have they would have probably won in the first round.
4: Are there any
1: like you know like. Turkish politics briefcase guys who are like saying this is like Avengers Endgame or something like that.
0: Oh, there must be, but I've not seen it. it oh, thanks, to, but I don't, I don't
1: want to see it. Like, <laughs> I, I,
0: I'm convinced that does exist, but also like that that kind of. Mo- I, I think because this is a formal alliance that they've been forced into. It's not like um, when Bernie endorsed Biden, and like basically no one who Bernie supported gave a fuck. Like, they were going to vote for the Democrats anyway. And if they weren't, they weren't going to be persuaded. Like, it didn't matter, right? Yeah. And then you get, like, that Avengers Endgame edit where it's, like, Kamala Harris and Bernie and everyone coming to kill Trump. Oh. And it's, like, <laughs> what, like... But, like, because there's no need to marshal that feeling because everyone is, like... Everyone who's... Who is voting for the opposition alliance, either at the parliamentary level or at the presidential level, has made up their fucking mind. Like, yeah. there, there's, no, there's no need to marshal that feeling because a lot of that Avengers Endgame shit was directed at try. Was- I feel like it was kind of like, what do the youths who like Bernie like? And they picked fucking Marvel movies. <laughs> <In> the <right laughs> fact that, like, the average Bernie voter was, like, 37 years old. Might have liked Marvel movies, but wasn't, like, a Zuma or anything. Like... No. They, they were like old millennials.
1: <laughs> if the stereotype of the Bernie bro is to be believed, to would be like, oh no, no, I'd much rather watch an A24 film or something like that, you know? Yeah, like, but, yeah. Maybe watch a little Scorsese, you know? Yeah. It's an anti- you know, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, no, never made.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think because there's no need to marshal that feeling. It's a formal alliance between different parties. Everyone knows what the deal is. It's, it's I kind of wonder if we had a progressive alliance, like an actual progressive alliance in the UK, like we did something like this, but not with the like. Well, I guess the centre right would be the Lib Dems and Labour, to be honest. But like, if if we actually bothered to like make construct a similar alliance in the UK, would we get Avengers Endgame nonsense? Probably, because there would be there would be a perceived need to marshal that feeling.
1: Oh god, it would be incredible. I kind of I can't want to see it now. Just because like it's a... especially to engage with it. Because
0: I, I think that there's like not a sense that there are people who are going to ruin this election. That's yeah. I, and I, I kind of resent that. Attitude towards elections generally because it's like, oh, you're going to ruin the election. Well, if you don't, if like my vote's so important, fucking cater to me. That's democracy. Like this is, you know, like I don't like the LDP in Japan, but you know what the LDP do really well? They fucking cater to their voters and their voter base. They will build a fucking maglev high-speed railway station in a random fucking village where no one fucking lives because they are that dedicated to the pork barrel. Like.
1: In the Anglo world, it seems to mainly just be like, um, don't vote. vote for us or the other guys get in and things will be worse. It's yeah. all like extortion.
0: It's a protection racket. It's a protect- like, I really resent being told, oh, you know, uh, the-, the most vulnerable in society need this particular result. When I was unemployed at the time of the previous election in the UK, so arguably I was among the most vulnerable in society at that point. And yet, yet that didn't marshal the fucking sympathies of millions of these fucking liberal cunts, did it? No,
1: absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I was rude to them. Or, like, people like me were rude to them. I'm like, motherfucker, maybe I'm rude to you because I can't pay my fucking rent. I don't have a job. I don't have any, like, prospect of getting on with my fucking life. Maybe I'm rude for that reason, you fucking dickhead. Anyway. (laughs) But there's a bit, there's there's less of that kind of attitude. I think, I feel like, I think people think, Okay, so there's kind of two schools of thought that will kind of emerge if Erdogan does pull it out of the bag, right? One of which is going to be he fell sick, people felt sorry for him, uh, so he won. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think anyone's getting moved by that. I mean, there was, a, there was a rumor one time that he got lung cancer, and that resulted in some what I will describe as reasonably unsavoury scenes in specific parts of Istanbul that maybe my grandparents live in. Um, but you know. Have there been any
1: theories that he got it the same way Michael Douglas did?
0: Uh, no, no, because he didn't. He didn't have lung cancer. He never. He didn't ha- that. Was not. He had cancer in the past. He ne- that was. He didn't had it. Sorry, it was, but... it
1: was throat cancer. Michael Douglas got and he got it. Yeah. specifically from doing oral sex. That's yeah,
0: Erdogan doesn't believe in oral sex. I, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory anyway. But the but the other school of thought will be that it was that the the, the the vote was bent basically that like thumbs were put on scales, which there'll be very few people being like ah. Oh, the, the the Turkish Workers Party Bros, the Erkan Bush Bros, fuck <laughs> us, you know, like cause they're not. First of all, that alliance, the uh, the, the the Green Left Alliance. Uh, I think it's like the Labour and it's like the Workers and something Alliance. I have to double check that, but like we'll call it the Workers Alliance for short, because I just kind of like that as a vibe. But they um they're not um like they're, they're not running a presidential candidate. They've got out of the way. They've got out of the way. And by all accounts, so this is, this is what's happening, by all accounts, because they're all like, you know, because politicians in Turkey are expected to show up and campaign mm. uh, and like hold big rallies and shit. Um, he's showing up to places where the Republican People's Party got like, and I'm, like this is not, this is not a joke, like 10,000 votes in an entire province. Like the Republican People's Party in the southeast of Turkey, which is where the like green left's primary, one of their primary political bases are, they would, in in majority Kurdish areas, they would get fewer votes than the party that until 2005 didn't say Kurdish people existed. Fuck. Like, just like, to give you an idea, like, the Meher pair could credibly show up in these places and have a rally in some of these places. Now, obviously, some of that is just because, you know, depopulation and, um, stuff, and, you know, um, deportations and Turkish people come in and those Turkish people are racist. Yeah. So they they shot Fine. But, like, But, like, plenty of racist Turkish people voted for the Republican People's Party in the past, let me tell you that. Like, so they're not even pulling out the racist crowd in these parts. fuck. But now he goes there, and there are actual crowds of people that don't look like they've been bussed in to, to like, greet the campaign bus. So it looks like a lot of those HDP voters, Green Left voters in the Southeast are going to hold their nose and vote for him and try and get him over the line. So, like, they've got out of the fucking way. Everyone has accommodated the Republicans' People's Party to the maximum extent it should be accommodated. For a party that loses as much as it does, like, I would be very sceptical of accommodating them, but everyone has decided this is how it has to be. And that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I I think there are problems. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of those problems, probably. But, you know.
4: It does
1: seem like a proper kind of popular frontism.
0: This is the thing. I was reading this, Jack because whenever a Jacobin article comes up, I, I it's either like the, the like a massive steaming pile of dog shit, or it's just like vaguely okay, mostly common sense stuff. <laughs> and I was, I was reading about, uh, t- so there's one uh, by a guy called uh, Devris Cimen, um, which uh, obviously is Turkish, uh, and uh, he's written about the election, and uh, he's, uh, I think he is like the European representative of the HDP. It's something like that. And he's written a couple of articles. And uh, I was reading his article uh, today and um, I was reading his article today and it was like, it was like fun, but it was, it was one of, it's one of those, um, it's one of those Jacobin articles where it's like essentially factual. And also he talks about Turkey's like involvement in foreign wars, which, uh, we, we just did not have time to cover. But yeah, Turkey is involved in, quite specifically, a, for- a war in Syria and Iraq, primarily aimed at, like, violating the rights of Kurdish people. Uh, they might say in Syria that it's about getting rid of Bashar al-Assad, but it's really not. Oh, uh, absolutely
1: not. No.
0: Yeah, and in fact, since we've brought up Syria, I may as well say the thing that's uh, been winding me up about this election, particularly from the Republican People's Party, is... Basically, in Turkey, in recent years, Syrian refugees have become a big sort of political issue. Oh, no. Because there are a lot of them, and it's kind of an importing of the, you know, like, the the mid-2010s European, like, German sort of discourse around refugees. Uh Where, like, Angela Merkel was like, well, we're letting them in, but also, like, these people are... Are a foreign menace who are draining the country, yeah. like and, you know, like, fuck. not, not,
1: not racist. Just don't like them.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and then Angela Merkel made like a girl who was a refugee cry during <laughs> her like public appearance. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. That's a real yeah. like. That sounds like I made up. That's a real thing. Um, and and she goes over and tries to comfort. I don't like Angela Merkel at all. No, <laughs> like, no. Like, Very Mara Akshener vibes in that I firmly believe that she is a fascist and that, um, but poses as sort of a liberal darling. Anyway, although to be fair, Angela Merkel was from East Germany, so everyone, so everyone in, so I feel like the German right thinks she's secretly a communist.
2: Uh, Yeah.
0: Let me tell you, the kind of person who celebrated the fall of the, uh, of East Germany is not, uh, is not a communist.
2: The right everywhere kind of thinks everything's communist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I'm just saying how ridiculous it is specifically to think that about Angela Merkel. Anyway, it's not the it's not the point. Um, the the point was that uh, that basically, every, so there's there's been this uh, far right party called Zafar Party, Victory Party, who um, uh, founded by an MP who defected from Mara Actionist Party, the Good Party or EU Party, and he, and their leader is a guy called Umidozda, who is a proper piece of shit. Like basically. You know that like nasty shit we talked about from like nineteen twenty three to like nineteen sixty? Like all uh-huh. of the nasty, racist shit. He's he's he's one of those guys who's like, Oh no, that happened and it was completely fine. Like that oh. was good actually. It was an important part of nation formation. That's not really the, the, the like intellectual basis on which he justifies it. He's just a fucking racist cunt. Um But right. he but he like poses it through this kind of folksy warm, you know, sort of character that he plays it's kind of like Nigel Farage but like on steroids in a way because it has to cover up a a far nastier even core politics than Nigel Farage is in a lot of ways Uh, but but yeah um, this party really hammered home this issue of refugees especially because in Turkey there's a there there are a lot of conspiracy theories about refugees in Turkey one of them is that the AKP is um, incorrectly allowing some of them to vote so that they vote for them. Uh, I literally, like, I don't think that there's any substantial evidence of that. If, you know, like...
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not
0: I, I don't know that people are incorrectly being allowed to vote. Like, people forget uh, Syrian civil war started in 2011. A lot of those Syrian people who fled to Turkey have, been, have kids in Turkey. Their kids are Turkish citizens, literally. Like, they were born in yeah. Turkey. They, You know, like, they have jobs, they have lives, and all this stuff. It's easy to forget. And, uh, basically, Umut whole thing was like... And this is not a party that's, uh, judging from... If polls are correct, they're not gonna win any seats in the parliament, which is good. They're not even gonna do especially well among the, like, shit loser parties who, uh, just, like, get below 3% of the vote. But their um... His whole thing was like, we're gonna do a big deal with Bashar al-Assad and return people to Syria. And I'm like, what if they say no? What if they yeah. say no? And, like, also, what deal are you going to do with fucking Bashar al-Assad? Like, th- this thing that sticks with me, and I'm, I'm sorry to, like, sidetrack, but I guess this is kind of what the podcast is. But he, there's, this, there's this first thing first thing where I was, like, properly made aware of him was him going to visit a Syrian refugee who lived in Turkey. And he's, like, visiting his family. He's brought toys for the, the Syrian guy's kids. And he's just having, and it's like, it's posed as a lovely chat between a politician and a member of the public. And these kinds of stunts happen in Turkey, right? And he's, just, and he's just talking to him, and he's like, oh, so why did you, uh, why did you come to Turkey? And the Syrian guy's like, well, I, I'm, my family's from Aleppo, which, you recall, was uh, a pretty big center of fighting during the Syrian civil war, uh, during the particularly active phase of it. And he was like, I didn't really want to be forcibly conscripted into any of the armies, so I just left. Which is, you know, I think, fair. And then this motherfucker... Go basically, during the course of the conversation, heavily implies that the guy was a coward for not wanting to fight for Bashar al-Assad. Ugh. Never mind that. Like, it, not never mind, but like setting that aside, he kept like asking him under what conditions would he return to Aleppo, and he was like, I don't know, like if the country was normal yeah. and like there were jobs and I wasn't gonna get killed by either like the jihadists that Turkey backs or Bashar al-Assad's army then maybe I would consider going back to Aleppo, right? That was like one of the things, and it's like, okay, like, uh, you know, it, and and this was just a really fucking, it was a sick conversation, sicko conversation, I fucking hated it, I hated every second of Like, that guy can That's, fuck off, basically. Yeah, it's just and he's not, genuinely and he's, vile. And, but the thing is, the thing is, because he was tapping into, like, a genuine, like, fear and anger and among the Turkish electorate, because like, uh, like there are there are a lot of incidents of just like Turkish people coming and attacking Syrian refugees. Yeah. Like, there's a perception there, there has been a perception that they are getting like favorable economic benefits compared to Turkey. Uh, well,
1: like, same as the kind of shit about oh they're putting them up in hotels over here yeah, and all that. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same thing, except like. Except a lot of these people just, like, live in houses and pay rent and have jobs and have families and, like, had families in Turkey. Because, like, a lot of the people who left are, like, young men. Like, you know. (laughs) And then that's another thing. There's this prevailing attitude of, like, oh, well, if you're a young man, why didn't you stay and fight? And it's, like, because, and this is a fact, whenever an opposing army takes territory, the people who are most likely to be killed by the opposing army are young men. Men of fighting age. Like, not, to mention,
1: a... not to mention, if you're uprooting your whole family, you need a breadwinner to be there to, like, you know, <laughs> to actually establish them in the new country.
0: Yeah, it's not like, it's not like um, you know, it, it's not like Turkey's like, famously the most equal place in the world on gender basis either. So, yeah. like, if it was just a woman and her kids, God knows what would happen to that yeah. poor person. Exactly. Yeah, like young,
1: young women and girls having to travel on their own across the Mediterranean and into Europe and into Turkey and all the rest of it. Yeah, through, yeah. F-
0: through with, arid with, with... land into Turkey. I'm sure that'll go uh, well. Price to Yeah, but these people are proper cunts. But the worst thing is that this is now leaked into the mainstream. The AKP, uh, I haven't seen, haven't been alerted to them leaning into a lot of this yet. Um it's entirely plausible that they did. But the thing that stuck with me was a Republican people's party. It was Khalid Darula at a rally saying that, like, oh, we're going to return all the Syrians in two years. And it's like, what if they say no? Yeah. What are you uh, going to do in that
1: instance? Like, just, just one more population transfer, bro. Just one more, I Yeah, well.
0: like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I ge- I'm genuinely, like, I genuinely want them to at least say what they're going to do if they yeah. say no, because a lot of them will say no. It's not, it's not fucking... Like, there's no chance, right? There's no <laughs> chance. Like, this... Sorry, this is completely, uh, completely, like, me veering off in, into a lot of different directions. But uh, should we get back to election ads? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... We'll get back to election ads, and then we'll talk a bit more about the election. This is kind of a freeform episode. We're re- we were going to talk about, like, the 2016 failed coup... And the, um, and the referendum that came after that. But I guess we're doing election ads. So what should we do next? Turkish Workers' Party? Or should we do the Green Left?
2: Oh, I've got, I've got a choice, to be honest, like. have got a
1: hankering for the Workers' Party. All right,
0: we'll do the Workers' Party. There you go. Turkey is There you go. And it's a song by Cezanne. Wait, did they get permission to use that song or did they steal it? Like a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing no fingers at anyone.
4: Oh, you see the extremely dripped out goat at the start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get a vibe for what the narrative
0: is. I'm, try- I'm trying to still capture a narrative here.
4: I feel like the music's a bit
1: too high energy for some of the introductory scenes.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, ah, yeah, it's Gezi Park, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of protests.
4: Yeah, the young, uh, unemployed. Um, 30,
0: um. Yeah, so it's a bunch of protest stuff. And, yeah, it's strikes. And, uh, very happy-looking young people. Uh, one of whom appears to have a a, a tracking tag on their ankle. Yeah. And that's, uh, that was the thing about doctors leaving the country, just paying more. Um, my cousin is one of the doctors who left the country. Uh, yeah, that's inflation. That's the inflation figure, I think.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
0: Uh, 50% depression rate among young people.
1: Ah, so, yet more. Mm. Everything's shit and stressful, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it.
0: Yeah, they're playing... So the, the workers' party are playing this a very specific strategy where they're not running in a lot of the country to just let the green left have a clear run. So mm. they're really focusing on the west of Turkey and the cities.
1: Sort of metropolitan youth skin, I think.
0: Yeah, it's because basically, if they get enough votes in Istanbul, they will get MPs. Like Aha. It is a very min maxi strategy, but it is, it is a legitimate strategy.
1: Imagine having a political strategy. Didn't be me.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, because they're polling at like two percent. If they just concentrate all of that into Istanbul, maybe they'll eke out a couple of seats.
1: Because hey. their alliance
0: will their alliance will get more than seven.
4: So big rainbow flag.
0: And, yeah, rainbow flag, this is yeah. I do like the party flags. And the and the dervish and the gas mask. A lot of this is yeah. gezickt footage. A lot of this is gezi flag footage. They're really trying to target a very particular, specific generation of Turkish people, specific age of Turkish people. I think that's their one MP, just like slamming the fucking government in Parliament, just screaming at the end. I think that's their one MP because their one MP got in on like the HDP list last time. Um, that, that,
1: that was a pretty strong ad. I think I would vote for them off the back of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he like completely wound them up. It was, it was really. Yeah. Um, when he was doing that speech in you like really pissed them off. I think that's, <laughs> their, I think that's their leader, Erkan Bush. Uh, yeah, so they're they're they're um basically they're part of the Green Left Alliance, and the Alliance will get more than seven percent of the vote. So even if they get below seven percent, if they efficiently distribute their vote, they will get their own seats in their own right. Ace. And the I believe the opposition alliance. And they will probably be forced because they'll basically the the Green Left Workers Party Alliance will be the um will be the king are likely to be the kingmakers in the Parliament. It depends, but they are looking like they will be the kingmakers. They will basically force the opposition alliance to keep to their word on removing or reducing the electoral threshold. Which oh, obviously nice. means then all bets are off. Then they then then we don't have to do this fucking alliance bullshit all the time. I mean, it probably still happens, but you know. We don't necessarily have. Um, so shall we? Shall we move on to Green Left? Oh yes. The, the font, the specific font, reminds me of another um, another advert from the HDP. But it is just a. It is just a. It is just a lyric video.
4: I do like the music too. <laughs>
0: But yeah, you get a certain vibe from the two um, to the Workers Party and the Green Left.
1: Oh yeah, lots of lots of like rallies, strikes, protests.
0: Yeah, the Green Left have a bit more of a you'll see like a bit more of a rural focus, a bit more mm. of a southeast focus. If you know where the um where the footage is from. But yeah, it is a lot of Gezi Park footage. Actually, now I think about it, they're basically target laser targeting twenty-nine-year-old Turkish people <laughs> <laughs> um, because, like, this is images images that I'm like
4: intimately familiar with.
0: But yeah, they're having to run as a green left because they um, basically the HDP might get banned and also a lot of i should just say this now a lot of the hdp's elected officials at various levels have been arrested jesus and um and, and also you'll notice in this ad that there are a lot of flags of other political parties that are not the um hdp or green left uh, that yeah. is because they are like unofficially hinting a little bit you know those are all like far left parties just to uh-huh. it. <laughs> they're like they're like doing a little nudge they're like Look, I know you all got your own alliance, but also, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be, let's be. Let's, this is kind of like if we don't get in, the other side will fuck you up. This is, this is kind of like that hint, I guess. This is the closest you get to it, though, which is just openly showing their flags in their own advert. Yeah, it's a lot less nasty than British politics in that respect, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a much more positive vibe in general with these.
0: Yeah, well, that's because like you couldn't, you couldn't like. You, like, I'll tell you what, um, one British politician did try to go for a vibe like this in their election ad, and it's, like, the saddest election ad in hindsight in the history of this country. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like maybe we're spared a little bit if we don't do this, you know?
1: <laughs> God, I hate Britain so much. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> like, Actually, I'm wondering
0: if the Mejeper have pair rec- have an advert, and he said had a Reclam. Like, my brain is Turkifying on <laughs> As we speak. Okay, is there a 2023 one? That's four years ago. Oh, that's an AKP one. I don't really want to do more AKP. That's from four... Did they not make an advert? Hold on, I'm going to go to their official YouTube. Having, having, having dunked on their official Twitter <laughs> several times. Um, a lot of this is just... Oh, I wonder if Devlet Bartley... So Devlet Bartley is very famous for like doing the this is not how people relate to it in Turkey, but for our purposes and for the purposes of our listeners, doing the equivalent of the Mike Gapes milk speech, <laughs> where he like had like a regression session over his mum buying him biscuits. Yes, it's fucking incredible. Is this an advert or is this uh... Uh, this this might be an advert? It's some sort of fucking electoral material. They're having a very quiet election. Aside from their usual racist, um, like posters, <laughs> but I think this is like an advert for a rally.
4: Hold on, a minute.
0: I think he's. I...
2: <laughs> it's very subdued compared to the other one. Yeah, advert. yeah. Oh, yeah. But to
0: be fair, this look at the fucking party leader. Oh uh, wait. I think, wait, hold on, they're doing their own, like, rival TV program for the election! <laughs> yeah! They're, like, they're, like, challenging us! I've just realized what this is! <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to get more viewers!
0: Hold on, so they're starting at, hold on, because when they start, might tell me when results. They're starting at 10 Turkish time. Turkey's three hours ahead, right? I
1: don't know.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, Turkish time. Mm. Yeah, no, two hours. What? They're GMT plus three. Oh, did they do permanent summertime? And then we've got summertime, so they're two hours ahead. Alright, well that, that's helpful for us. Um, incidentally, uh, listeners, we are doing a Turkish election night stream on the 14th of uh, May. Um, wait, hold on, that's not they're, they're, I think they're just I'm trying to find the time. That's not even what that is. They're just doing their own fucking bunch, bunch of live streams, I feel like
1: oh yes have
0: become the streamer party um
1: we better not get I, raided by them
0: yeah you've been raided by the miliechi haraket party i'm stuck like, AH oh <laughs> no hi raiders <laughs> yeah it just looked like they were doing a, like because i'm like half paying attention because i have to talk and watch and listen to you guys oh, okay God. fine whatever uh hold on e-party record i bet their fucking shit is terrible also, whenever I search a Turkish political party, it comes up with um, it comes up with um, like uh, like their election music because I feel like there's that's a whole thing. Maybe after the election, we'll um, we'll review all of the election songs. Oh yeah, I think that would be a fun yeah. bonus. But yeah, this is the E party, the Good Party. They're really like really good advertising to get Good Party, but their song style is like. A song from the fucking
1: 60s? Yeah, it's got a very retro thing going on. This.
2: Yeah, I like this.
1: Why has everything got like a weird filter? Like a sepia filter and like a film strip filter? Is that the, I... um... Somebody just discovered Is Windows Hollywood Music Maybe they're in, in Mexico?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, that's a fucking cut right there. Oh, uh, we,
4: any... we need more star wipes. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone's saying some mad shit about women, basically, in this clip.
0: And then, ah, I think they're going hard on, um, on murders of women and domestic abuse in this ad.
3: Huh.
4: Oh,
0: wow, oh, they're kind of going after him on Nancy's stuff. Oh. oh, I don't know. That sounded kind of like a Nancy statement from him.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: they're going hard on violence against women, which makes sense. They got a woman leader. The party tries to pose itself as socially liberal. Like, this party is real, like there are two wolves inside you because they're like, oh yeah, we want rights for LGBT people, but also the Armenian genocide didn't happen, and if it did (laughs) it was good. Like, like, it's a real fucking fishhook theory shit. But they're the entire fucking fishhook. <laughs> a really line of contrasts. I, I really don't like the e just to be very clear. Like, I, I almost dislike them as much as the AKP. But, like, I don't get to decide who's in the opposition alliance. And also, to be fair, I'd vote for the green left anyway. Or the workers' party. I guess it depends where I live. Yeah, it's a lot of women shit. This is basically an advert of of, like, of, like, Erdogan and, like, senior AKP people saying really sexist shit, and also what sounded like slightly Nazi shit at one point, um, and, um, and, like, interspliced with, like, news reports of, like, women being attacked or killed and stuff like that. Oof. It's an effective attack ad. Yeah, there, yeah. There is a, there is a, like, this is the first, like, extremely negative attack, like, ad we've had, by the way. Like.
4: Yeah, that's quite And
0: I feel I feel like this is I feel like this is the E Party kind of going for it because the Jehe are focusing on their presidential campaign. Like dead mm. But also I will say the E Party have have fallen in the polls since like since the like since the campaign began. So it's not related to this ad. It's not like Keir Starmer and the Rishi Sunak as a nonce defender stuff. Oh God,
1: that was incredible.
0: When, when Keir Starmer is probably a, more responsible what? for the events. Did, did, did, did you see incredible the, the about pod... that
2: Was the, the ad they put out with, like, do yeah. you think this good thing should happen? Keir Starmer does, but in the exact same format. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, a, a friend of the show, uh, I, I believe he went by, he was like, Dust Defender for a while. What was, uh, all for the Nookie. All for yeah. the that's Nookie. Right? Yeah, that's a that's, yeah. Uh, I, I, I know his actual name That's why well. I was trying not to dox him on true. Made, <laughs> made, uh, made this one, which is Rishi Shunak doesn't think crepes are bread, Keir Stammer does. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, the really funny thing about that was that, um, is that he made that the day after I had gone to the original site of the crepes, our uh, crepes bread tweet. <laughs> like, oh, I had yes. been in York the day before, which was where <laughs> I did the tweet. And incidentally, it was posed as a question. I don't think crepes are bread, but I... <laughs> <laughs> what that, Right, I feel like I have to explain this every time I bring this up.
2: Um, Too late, you're the crepes as bread guy. Yeah, I
0: am, I am, that's the thing. People, uh, before I like, did a mass purge of my account, I had like French people quote-tweeting me. Like, when Americans are like, oh, what's your favourite type of bread? French people would quote-tweet me in the reply and say, crepes? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then was like apparently like I was like a guy on french crepe twitter it was fucking insane <laughs> oh. it was they roasted roasting your
2: ass on french crepe twitter
0: they, they, oh. no they were supporting me even though I wasn't saying that <laughs> they were supporting a point I wasn't making so a friend of mine uh, who will remain nameless for the sake of his dignity because he's trying to pursue a career in academics um <laughs> <laughs> and in, like, a serious field, not politics. He's doing it in, like, chemistry. Um, he, oh, right, right. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. He um, he was um, he and I were in York, and we were with, like, a bunch of our friends and our partners at the time and stuff. And we'd, we'd had a couple of beers. And so we got, and we went to, basically, there's a bit of uh, York. I think it's, like, a street called Sh- the Shambles. And there's a yeah. bit that um, has, uh, like, it has a crepery. And we went to a crepery. And that's where this obviously started. And then I was like, you know what? Do you want me to ask Twitter whether crepes are bread and we can settle this? I asked it slightly drunk. And it obviously came off like I thought crepes were bread. <laughs> Which I don't, but I am the person now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a fall from grace that was. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: like I was asking in the spirit of good faith. And then... yeah,
1: you're also you're just appara- the crepes guy now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, someone who does not follow me, but has quote tweeted the crepes of bread thing with tweet of the day pointing down emoji, they do not follow me, they do not know what it's referring to, but they have found it incredibly funny nonetheless.
1: You just won the internet that day. Yeah, so I,
0: I won the internet. That. I didn't win the internet. I got ratioed into fucking oblivion. I had like 115 replies in an hour. Nothing I have ever done has got that much engagement ever. Like... Riddle. 150. By the that's just top-level replies. That didn't even get into the replies to the replies. <laughs> and I got two likes. I got, like, fucking annihilated <laughs> that day. A lot of them were like, no, have you lost your damn mind? I think people assumed I was, like, high or drunk. And by the way, that tweet was, um, <laughs> was the last, was it tweeted the day before the first confirmed case of COVID-19 in the UK? So, some might argue that I may have screwed us on that one. Oh no! I,
1: I, I can't look back at like pre-pandemic shit anymore. Doesn't
0: that was that's the last thing I remember. Anyway, sorry to everyone for that detour. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've just completely ruined the episode with that. I, I feel like people will enjoy it anyway. Um. Yeah, so we we just watched. So I, I guess I kind of want to talk a little bit about the campaign and a little bit about what to expect, what not to expect, that sort of thing. Um, so if, look, there's going to be a polling ban, I think, coming in quite soon. But if the polls are to be believed, uh, it's looking like Kalachdaro is quite close to winning in the first round. I don't buy it, personally. I don't think it's true. I think it's fake news. Uh, not because I think the AKP is going to win. I just don't think he's like 04 percent off winning. I don't. I don't see how that would happen. But, huh. but, uh, he he will probably poll in like the mid high forties at the very least. Which I'm. I would never. I never thought I'd be saying that. Yeah. And Erdogan will also be in the mid high forties. I would reckon. So you know, it it, it depends on how um how shitty. Muharram Injer is about the presidential stuff. I suspect he'll be quite a prick about it because he is, as as as I would have said in my misspent youth, a bit of a waste man. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. There's no other way to describe him. Uh, but it sort of depends. And also, none of the like small parties who aren't in alliances are gonna gonna get seats. I don't think they're gonna get seats. I just I, they none of them are even close. They're, they've not even like put up a good effort. It looked at one point like uh, Muammer party, Memleket Party, might have put up a good effort. No, no, they they fell away. People, I think people wised up quite quickly to to uh, to to where the votes needed to go in a way. But in the parliament, it will look like it looks like the AKP alliance will be in the forties. If they're lucky, the opposition alliance might also be in the forties and the sort of HDP Green Left Workers Party alliance will be between like 9 and 12%. Which is good enough. It's good enough. Like that is fine. That's good enough, right? It means they will probably have the kingmaker position in the parliament and they will obviously not support Erdogan. Like there is yeah. the, like they very clearly have got out of the way in the presidential race so that Kılıçdaroğlu will win. Like that is very clearly the play. So that's what's happening. But like on election night, uh, I don't know what's going to happen this time. But it is entirely possible that what'll happen is results will be blocked for a few hours, and then we'll just get like twenty to fifty percent of the results at once. And the, by the way, when I say twenty to fifty percent, I don't mean of raw votes because that percentage represents number of ballot boxes open, not number of votes. Right? Oh, right, I got it. Just to be so, if if you so like if we see like. 25% of the vote is in, but uh, the AKP's on 70%. Don't fucking panic. Like, yeah. the, the, first of all, AKP areas um, are more rural, have smaller populations, fewer votes, easier to count the boxes, right? Yeah. Uh, so if the AKP, quicker. so like if the AKP look like they're gonna like, you know, everyone's on like 55% and 30% of the boxes have been open, Don't fucking worry yeah. about it. Basically, that's okay. Like that's to be expected. We what you what you'll see. If people were following the Brazilian election, where it looked like Bolsonaro was doing really well at one point, and then as the night went on, Lula caught up. That yeah. is the kind of dynamic you should you should look. At. That's what what is likely to happen. Uh, and that goes for parliamentary as well. Like it will look bad at the start, or at least if it's somewhat normal looking, it will look bad at the start. I mean, if we if we if we've got twenty five percent of the vote in, and Kuchtarula is ahead of everyone, it's fucking over. Like, he's going to win in the first round. Like, if Colonel Daryl is ahead of Erdogan, it'll be it, after, like, 25% of the, of the boxes are open from, like, rural areas that never vote Jeheper. Oh, it's fucking over. He's, he's won. Like, nothing... Well, well, there will be something to worry about, actually, because this is the other thing that's been going on in this campaign, which is now AKP people have started referring to the election as a coup. Mm. They're the ones who called the election! And Brilliant. they're the ones who made the system under which the election will be held. <laughs> they, they have constructed well, basically every part very, of this process.
2: If, if they called the election and they decided the rules, very rude of the result to not go how they want it.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. but... It does, it, does, it does feel a bit sour grapes. Preemptive sour grapes. They're also strongly... Um. So in AKP, uh, like official press releases and state and speeches, then so the opposition alliance is uh, is known as like the table of six, the alliance of six, whatever you know, the six, yeah. which is kind of symmetrical with the six arrows. Now I think about it, I wonder. If oh, they, I wonder if they were kind of hinting at that. They were not. That was entirely accidental. I promise. They would. They were going to get other parties in as well if they could have. But the um. But they're now referring to them as seven. They're like, oh, it's the HDP, the terrorist parties in there. Except the HDP aren't running. You arrested all of their fucking people. And also, you're arresting their ca- their, the green left candidates who you think are, like, popular, basically. Like, so, to be clear, even if it looks like the, you know, the votes have been counted fairly, that doesn't mean it's been a fair election. Like, oh, I, don't, I, how, I don't understand how you can have a fair election where, look, I don't, I didn't think Imam Ullah was going to be, the, who's the mayor of Istanbul, I didn't think he was going to be the candidate anyway. I, I thought they, they would, I, I thought he wouldn't want to risk it politically, and also that the party wouldn't want to risk it politically. Turns out they didn't. Uh, but I don't understand how you can say uh, how free and fair the election is, even if Kulic Darula wins, even if Erdogan is ousted, even if he, as we'll sort of discuss, that he might not, voluntarily decides to step aside. Like, I don't understand how you say it's free or fair. He was barred from running in a politically motivated trial. Members of the HDP, who would have been in the green left, but it, it's, it, it's it's more complicated than it sounds. It's because I'm stupid. But they, um, they've um, they had candidates arrested. They've had elected officials arrested. They've had people who were elected as mayors basically disbarred and government administrators brought in before the election. Mm. And that's not just, like, a gross violation of the democratic wishes of the people of these areas. It's a political, it's it's a political strategy designed to deprive them of high-profile figures in regions where the AKP used to get a lot of votes.
1: Yeah, like, th- th- it's a political... You
4: know,
0: yeah, and look, people expected. it. You know, this is not, this is not like, oh, appealing to the ref. Everyone in Turkey expected. it. Everyone who is not AKP-aligned expected it. The AKP expected it. This is not like, this is not taking anyone by surprise, to be clear. It's just a statement of fact. But now they're saying like, oh, you know, the, um, the opposition take their orders from Kandil, and it's the Kundal Mountains in Iraq, which is where the leadership of the PKK are apparently currently residing. You know, so they're saying like, oh, they're a terrorist party. They're supported by terrorists. They're taking their orders from terrorists. And they're basically playing all the hits like that. They've also started ramping up attacks on LGBTQ people. They've gone for the classic, you know, if you let this LGBTQ shit go on too much, they'll be having sex with dogs. You know, they've basically Uh gone straight to that. So they've basically gone straight to the, like, Tony Soprano bit, where he acts really homophobic, Then at the end it's like, I don't really give a shit, to be honest. (laughs) Like, they're basically doing Tony Soprano at us. (laughs) And, and, you know, they're just playing the hits. These are the classics, right? The thing is, it doesn't seem to be working. Which means they're getting more insane and more angry yeah so they're calling it a coup look look one of the look i i, I over christmas visit my parents uh obviously we, even though my fa- family don't celebrate christmas it's like a rare time when everyone's together so we facetime other family because they're doing new years uh and you know we're talking about shit and they're like the big question was like yeah but is everyone just gonna go is he just gonna is he just gonna voluntarily go mm. and I feel like calling the election a coup, saying the opposition are terrorists, it paints an... It's an anxiety-inducing picture. Yeah. I'll say that. That's not a, that's not a picture that screams peaceful transition of power. Because let's say they believe it. They don't believe it. But let's no. say you have to act like you believe it. How could you peacefully transfer power to people you think are terrorists?
1: Yeah, yeah there's no fucking like, way.
0: I, how could you do... It? It's, you know, it, you know like, how, how could you do that? And how, you know... And, look, you, I, look, I'm not saying something bad is going to happen. I'm just saying it, it, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel yeah. great going into
2: it. You've
1: definitely well, that's made it, cause, the groundwork, haven't you? Because, yeah, there's a playbook, you know. like as soon, as soon as America did it, everybody was like, well, maybe, you know, we don't have to actually concede an election anymore. Maybe we can just, oh. you know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, look, I'm not one of these, like, all populism, all Trump people. Because, no, you know, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not like that. Because, you know, it's been a, this has been a, a long-standing playbook. But, like, oh, yeah. Trump, Trump, in a very high-profile way, refused to concede.
2: You yeah. know, and,
0: refi- and still refuses to concede, incidentally. He still hasn't conceded. Like, you know, he, he, he vacated the presidency, but he still doesn't think the election... Well, he says he doesn't believe the election was fair in 2020. 20- yeah. So, basically, no right-wing party will ever ever voluntarily leave office again unless they're, like, buried in an election. And even then, I have doubts whether some of them will fucking bother leaving. Oh,
1: yeah. Those crooked ballot, bo- ballot boxes filling up with votes.
0: Yeah. Now, <laughs> now in Turkey, that's, like, complicated because, who knows what, you know, like, Turkey has a historically politically involved military, but that military got purged after the botched coup, which I guess we can kind of, e- like, smoothly move into. Hmm. Like, that military got that, like, officers got purged and stuff. So, like, if, if it's a still, like, culturally, politically involved military, I don't think it's in... Well, it's never involved in a good way. I don't think it's involved in the way that people who I know assumed it would be. Yeah. I know some people I know who are not taxed for the British assumed that it might be, like, you know, gently, uh, gently telling everyone it's time to go. Uh, no, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I don't think it'll come to that, to be fair. I think everyone will just, like, see that the wind has gone from his sails and step aside and his party will probably smash the next election
1: Anyway, without I so, say, like like, with that botched coup like a few years ago like the vibe I got off it, it felt very like you know when in Crusader Kings you're like, I'm just gonna provoke a massive rebellion to get rid of these vassals I don't like. That's what it kinda felt like
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those uh, one of those things that has become the subject of conspiracy theory because, you know well, yeah. Of course it has, you know, because how could it not, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: how do you at- fuck up when you're the guys with all the tanks?
0: Yeah, well, because not all the guys with all the tanks, um, you know, sided with them, right? Mm. That was the whole thing. They, they kind of... Okay, so th- so people are wondering, uh, th- th- this is not where we got the name for the podcast from, but the Peace at Home Council, uh, who tried to do the coup... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, no relation um, to us, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, no relation to us. Um, uh, they try to instigate a coup. Now, the now the accusation is that Petula Gulen of the Gulen movement. Which, wow, we have not talked about a lot of stuff in the in the time skip But you know, you, you'll just have to take my word for it that this is an influential. Uh, an important person. We'll, just, and we'll come
2: back. We'll come back and do a director's cut of the podcast after the election, I guess. Yeah, you'll have the
1: yeah. deleted scenes back in. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> all of the actionable threats. Um, <laughs> so, but delivered by CGI mother. So, uh, this is one of these weird things where um, a lot of uh, so Egypt apparently supported the failed coup. Ah. Uh. And, like, by the way, that's not, like, me accusing Egypt. They, like, there is, like, on the record public things of in, like, the New York Times where they were, like, saying to, saying to the New York Times, yeah, we won't lie, we were supporting the coup. The, like, Egyptian government of the time. Like, oh, good. And Turkey also heavily implied that the United Arab Emirates were supporting it and, of course, that America was supporting it, but, um, you know, you know. It's a coup in a country. Assuming it was America is always a pretty good bet. But yeah. also, and I guess America has kind of lost its touch.
4: Mm, definitely.
0: But yeah, a news anchor was forced to read a statement. And and the thing is, what happened was, um, so there's there's like several stages of this, right? Uh, I was um, I was watching the goddamn uh, because like I'm on the bench at work. I I had like the crown on in the background because it's like great background nonsense. And also I like. I like that Charles dances in it, even though he's playing a nonce. The, the, the nonce, because uh, this is true, and I guess in the spirit of the coronation having just gone, uh, the, who, the nonce who was like uh, now King Charles' primary mentor uh, was involved in a sort of a plot among elites to coup uh, Harold Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not, by the way, verified fact. No, there's no, no, no speculation there. Verified fact that that happened. And and in the show, he's he's talking about, like, the things that the coup needs to succeed, which is, like, control of the economy, uh, you know, um, you know, support of the armed forces, uh, you know, to, to have control of, like, politics, to have political control and legitimacy and stuff like that. And, also, it's not
1: not necessarily relevant, but it's also worth remembering this guy was responsible for the incredibly bloody and fraught partition of India, I've just got to say that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah, like, just as additional flavour to this character,
1: mm. but
0: also Charles Dance always very good at playing piece of shit like this. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, just just always a delight, and also voice actor for Emira Emrace in uh, *The Witcher*. Yeah, yeah, and also by the way, suits that very well as well. Um,
1: Excellent villain, you know.
0: Yeah, kind of imagining young Charles Dance uh, and uh, Henry Cavill <laughs> in *The Witcher* together. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a fun thing. Anyway. Anyway, let's not, let's not get me onto The Witcher because we'll never get me off. Um, so
2: uh, <laughs> That sounded like a challenge.
0: It, well, <laughs> yeah. Try not to nut challenge. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no. Sorry, we I need some this, of that. has got me on performance enhancing drugs for that. You, you yeah. will
1: last five seconds listening to this podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <some> <laughs> new tagline just dropped. We're going to the bio. We're gonna put that in the bio of the podcast, um, but but uh, that might well also be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with anything. Okay, okay, but um, but seriously, they were they were basically they followed the like old playbook, right? Which is they got they took control of like. Okay, so uh, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you all um, a little personal anecdote. So at the time of the coup, I'm. Um... I'm working in my lab over the summer for my master's degree. Uh, and it's, like, boiling in England. And I really only came into the lab to get some extra images and sort of... And because it had air Um, yeah. <laughs> I get a text from my aunt um, saying, like, the Bosphorus Bridge is closed. And I'm like, what do you mean the bridge is closed? Like, I assumed... Right, so I assumed it was a terrorism thing. But, like, uh-huh. someone had gone and blown themselves up on the bridge or something. So I checked the news. And obviously something like that would make the BBC pretty quickly. Check the BBC. Nothing. I'm like, okay, that's a bit weird that the bridges are closed. And obviously, like, um, obviously, you would, um, you would control infrastructure if you're doing a coup. But I didn't think anything of it. I start going home. I get another text from another aunt saying, oh yeah, I just, uh, yeah, there are some jets flying low over Istanbul. i like, military jets are flying all over someone. I'm like, okay, now it's starting to sound like a military coup is happening.
3: Mm.
0: And it was just like obviously like it was just the most intense night. which just following this, right? And Erdogan is um is on holiday basically. Not like away from away from home. And he has to fly back, right? And apparently during the night uh, one of his, his actual presidential airplane was targeted by military jets.
3: What?
0: And the, uh, apparently, this is apparently, the pilot uh, displayed some quick thinking and managed to, uh, to be like, no, no tourism, it's, it's tourists, it's fine, it's a civilian ship, Don't plane, don't worry. Um, now, the coup is basically a, a shambles. Like, it's a fucking disaster. It, it's, it's a shit show from top to bottom. The, um, What happened was, the head of the intelligence service in Turkey, MİT, he had discovered the plot. And so they fucking panicked. And they actually fired it five hours ahead of schedule. He discovered it just (laughs) in time. So they fired it five hours ahead of schedule. Because I was super confused, because I was like, well, isn't it daytime in Turkey? Like, Mm. it's daytime. Like, who launches a coup on
4: Friday evening in Istanbul? Like, doesn't
0: make any fucking sense right busy people but,
2: How, yeah on that weekend and you, did you get it done with?
0: yeah like <laughs> it was it was like a friday evening it was like the most busy night you have in the city right so i was just like okay um so i so i just like didn't initially was like i did not even cross my mind because i was like well why why the fuck would you do a coup on friday night at 5 p.m I'm just yeah. thinking,
2: like, um, it's like when you got the dentist as a kid, and, like the army's ma'am was off to one side, promising it a lollipop if it did the coup. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and one of the uh, one of the organisers was just shot in the head by a loyalist at the beginning of the coup, which Oops. completely destroyed their command structure.
1: Just getting so, fucking spawn camped.
0: Yeah, and so basically, the um the entire thing became a shit show, and um. Basically the the um, basically the way you do this, I explained this before is you say it's a training exercise, it's a training exercise. So you get the dumb asses who are like privates out, right? That's how you do it, training exercise. But they were very confused when like protesters came out against the coup.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
0: And obviously they were like they're like, We're not gonna shoot the protesters, don't be fucking insane. So they immediately surrendered, right? They were like, We're not we're not shooting um, protesters and really the moment where this sort of public mood changed because there was this sort of tension mm. where people were like trying to figure out what to make of it they were trying to figure out what kind of who's doing it what faction of the military is doing it you know there there was a bit of a bet hedging going on in some parts I, at least from at least from what i recall of the night there was some bet hedging that's all i'm going to say then the coup plotters i believe it was an anti-air shell hit the parliament From the coup side. And, like, look, none of the Turkish military coups had, like, physically attacked the building of the parliament. So, like, everyone immediately flipped their shit about it. They were like, nope, no, no, no, we're not doing this. Um, (laughs) And, and, you know, uh, the opposition came out and were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're against the coup, we're against the coup. There was a big, like, anti-coup rally where, um, Erdogan and the two, uh, at the time, the two main opposition parties, which was the Jehepe and the MHP, they came out and did a show of unity. They're like, no, we support the democratic system, we repudiate the coup, you know, the military shouldn't be involved in political matters, so on and so on and so on. Now, now
1: this being a failed coup, I feel compelled to ask, did anybody end up committing ritual suicide over it? Uh,
0: no, I don't think anyone committed ritual suicide over Shame. it. A lot of people were arrested... A lot of civilians were killed, actually, in it as well. Yeah, um, like 109 civilians were killed. Uh, a lot of, um, yeah, a, a lot of them were arrested. Um, they did not have look. The, so this coup was operating with a skeleton crew. See. They had nine thousand soldiers or thereabouts. The Turkish army has like a million and a half soldiers. They oh, were right. basically, basically. Yes, five hours ahead of schedule may have saved them because most people would have been asleep and they would have woken up. Now, I don't think it would have succeeded anyway. I think that most of the armed forces were loyal to Erdogan anyway. Yeah. Judging from how few... But I feel like the idea was to bounce the rest of the armed forces into supporting it by making it a whole, like, no, no, no, no, why embarrass us both? Yeah, yeah. You know. As, as, as... had it
1: bloodlessly without much commotion. They would be like, you see, we're quite good at that
0: yeah as incidentally had been done in the past by the way so yeah. to, you know they they and it had been attempted without success in the past as well i should i should say um you know but there was a whole thing about why embarrass us both that was that seems like the, the smartest iteration of the plan because i'm not really sure what the fuck they were doing and they um a lot and, and there's sort of like where did it come from who did it um this is this is the kind of thing that kind that gets me which is like i you know people think the government fake look i'm just going to put it out there yeah <laughs> people think the government fake and that these people were fool guys and you know were were doing this Oth- otherwise this is just like a really narrow like pseudo chemist group who wanted to who who wanted to take over the country overnight, or who were um who were aligned to Fethullah Gulen? Which, if it was Fethullah Gulen, then it would point to some kind of complex, you know, split between Erdogan and a lot of the political factions that backed him. Some would say symbolically represented by uh, the Saadet Party being in the opposition alliance these days. Yeah. Some would say that represents symbolically what, this sort of rift. I don't think so. And also, like, Fetullah Gülen, like, Gülen's organisation um, provided a lot of the organisational muscle to like, Erdogan. Like A big thing of the Gülen movement is like getting their people educated and, you know, provide, basically providing bureaucrats, right? Because the yeah. AKP did not have government bureaucrats, you know, that were loyal. It's kind
4: of important to have government bureaucrats who are loyal to you. Now,
0: you know, it didn't quite work out um, like that in the long run because Erdogan presumably felt that... And this is part, part of the reason why Erdogan now has reached out to, well, before, reached out to the far-right party because they can provide that organisational muscle as a fascist party mm. and, and can provide different kinds of muscle too. Oh, um, yeah. As evidenced by several recent murders, incidentally. Not even, yeah. like, not even, like, a few. Multiple. Multiple murders have occurred recently. Uh, the, and, of course, there are allegations of CIA involvement. I wouldn't be surprised. But I also don't know. You know, I just, I
4: just don't know. And it... Yeah, it's... It's a thing.
0: And, and its failure, like, propelled Erdogan's popularity. And Erdogan, at the time was trying to get uh basically approval for a quite um a quite controversial change, which was to basically create a um an executive president. So Erdogan had been elected president um but was not an was not an executive president. And his logic well basically the underlying logic of it was it doesn't make sense for the people to directly elect a president if they exercise no executive power. Yeah. Which is bad logic as well. That doesn't make any sense. Presidents don't have to have executive power, right? They can have some, but they don't have to have, like, as an example, the right to decree laws as they wish. No. You yeah. know? You don't, I, I don't think you should be able to rule by decree, bizarrely. That's more, um, like,
1: more like royal prerogatives than anything. <laughs>
0: Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because during this referendum campaign, there was a lot of shenanigans. But one of the most funny quotes that stayed with me was Erdogan saying, "No, no, no, no." In in practical terms, I'll be like the Queen of England in terms of the powers I hold. <laughs> now, acc- now, accidentally, he had a point, but it mm-hmm. wasn't the one he was thinking of. <laughs> um, Shit. Yeah. Like, actually, yes. It does, um, it does resemble the powers held by the monarch of the UK. Now, the monarch of the UK doesn't exercise them, but I don't feel particularly good about having them having it in theory, Even No. You know. Not, not a favourite of mine. You know, there's a whole video coming out about it, but don't worry. Um, so, they win the election very narrowly, and this is actually the first time the AKP, uh, sorry, the referendum very narrowly, and this is the first time the AKP, the AKP side doesn't win Istanbul or Ankara in a result. Uh, So they won 51.4 to 48.6, which is very close. Like, this is, bearing in mind that before the failed coup, like, if you poll Turkish people, they were, like, 70% in favor of a parliamentary system. Yeah. So, like, it was a huge swing. And uh, basically, the, the thing is that the opposition voted against it. Uh, and boycotted the vote, which meant that you need to get votes for, you can't just win the vote, you need to get two-thirds voting for it, right? And they, um... And several MPs were ineligible to vote, and a lot of them boycotted or just voted against So they had to go to referendum. They got more than 50% of the parliament voting for it, you get a referendum. Fine, fair enough. I actually don't think that's necessarily the worst system in the world, but there are obvious abuses there to be had. And a lot of Mehepe members split and this is where the e-party mehepe split sort of begins where they're like, no we don't want a presidential system we want a parliamentary system which is by the way why the main point of the uh, opposition alliance is to you know do the um, is, is to retain or to return to a parliamentary system
4: yeah.
0: this is this is the big inflection and it, and it was very um, very unpopular like well it wasn't well not unpopular at one but it was it was controversial yeah it was unpopular by the standards of how the AKP do in referendums but they didn't go for something as controversial as this before and the AKP were led at the time because um this back then um presidents had to be nonpartisan. so binali Yildirim was the leader of the AKP binali Yildirim is a a clown of a character like he is um I cannot... He's basically the last... He's now opening for Erdogan at every rally because they don't have anyone, but he's a fucking joke of a person. His wife became a huge meme, at least in my family WhatsApp. Because whenever he'd say something, his wife would facepalm.
2: (laughs) What, like, just (laughs) reflexively?
0: Yeah, just reflexively. Like, he'd just say something insane. Like,
1: why were you doing this now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, <laughs> but, like, writ large. It's fucking incredible. And um, and so here's the funny thing. The referendum uh, basically abolished the position of Prime Minister. Binana Yildirim was Prime Minister, campaigning for the abolition of his own job. <laughs> Forget <laughs> restaurant discourse. I want to do Prime Minister discourse. Oh, That's what yes. he did. That's what he did. Um, Now, he was uh, a... Wa- now he was a fucking joke um of a character he was always kind of a joke he's, he's he's a character let's put it that way he he has a he has a pretty significant um controversy section on uh, wikipedia.com uh, <laughs> which as you know is always a good sign oh, especially yes. when one of those controversies involve a train derailment <laughs> And then accusations of sex segregation.
1: Was that on the train?
0: Uh, no. Was he advocating
1: for women-only carriages or something like that? No. There although... was the wrong gauge for the rails. and then it
0: Yeah. <laughs> God, the women's-only carriages controversy in the UK was so insane because they, did, they didn't- Obviously because it fell flat on its face. It, yeah. it didn't mean that. Like. I did enjoy someone's defense saying, oh yeah, they have these in Japan. Is Japan sexist? I'm like, let's just hold up right there for one second (laughs) and not use that as our fucking excuse. Um, Like, Japan has that because they have a pretty serious nonce issue. If nothing else. A normal archipelago, if you will. Lovely. Anyway, yeah. uh, Banana Yildirim. I feel like we could do an entire episode about Banana Yildirim. Which we might in the future, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we've
2: got free time.
0: Yeah, we. Yeah, well, yeah. Binay Yoram is one hell of a character. I, I cannot, uh, I, I can't, I can't do him justice just in this episode. But he did, um, he did run to be mayor of Izmir and lost, which is very funny because that's sort of like a place that the AKP will never win. So they just, they just sent him to to run there, um, like just basically to. Apparently, he took it as a great honor, but I think they were just trying to get rid of him. But anyway, he he's, he he was um, yeah he's not he's not he's not a he's not a character of honor, and he uh, he got into a massive beef with Germany about the Armenian genocide, as you would expect, um, standard fare really. But yeah, so Turkey moved to this executive presidential system, which uh, is the system under which the elections are occurring now. So the president can rule by decree. He can uh, declare elections as and when he likes, which is why we've now got the coup of May 14th happening. Which, <laughs> again, I will point out, they crafted the exact system under which this election has happened.
2: But they so should have offered to coup them. did coup proof.
0: Yeah, exactly. I simply wouldn't have made, made a massive loophole for coups to happen. But yet they did. And... That's pretty much where we are now, although there's been a lot of stuff since then, but it's just... Whew, it's not good. It's not good and it's not going to be very fun. Although, to be fair, this is a great example of be careful what you fucking wish for. Because I if like the it. opposition... Cause the oppo- what if the opposition get to have these powers? What then? <laughs> and, and which, by the way, is one of the reasons why I doubt, without a bit of external pushing, that the opposition will voluntarily Switch to a presidential system. uh, Sorry, parliamentary system.
5: Mm.
0: I I think this is very much Tony Blair saying he'd bring in proportional representation. This has the same vibe as that, or Justin Trudeau, if you want a more
4: contemporary uh, reference. Like you know,
0: once you win. To
1: to be fair, Blair is Blair is kind of eternal, isn't he? He's like a fucking horrible lich king of British politics.
0: There's that, There's that. well, to be fair, okay, so I'll, I'll spoil a video I'm doing for Halloween a little bit for everyone, which is that I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing sort of like a leftist bestiary type thing in the style of The Witcher, <laughs> where I'm going to find all of the cunts who make our lives mid- miserable and caricature them as monsters from The Witcher, while dressed as Geralt of Rivia and explaining how we're going to get rid of them and how nasty they are. Um, that aside, uh, which is going to involve me work- doing a pretty intense uh, workout routine, as it turns out, because uh, that might be necessary. But um, one of the things was uh, someone described, like, Keir Starmer as like a gammon phylactery for a lich. And I was like, <laughs> oh, the lich has to be Tony Blair. Yes. Like, there's no, no question that the evil necromancer who tried to cheat death must be Tony Blair. No questions asked. I, I knew immediately as soon as they mentioned that what I wanted to do. I'm just looking at the referendum vote by country. And in the United Kingdom, 79.79% of Turkish people in the United Kingdom voted against the uh, the referendum. Very good. Yeah, Turkish people in the UK tend to vote HDP, uh, because a uh, lot of them are Kurdish, to be fair.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. Or
0: they're my parents. Yeah, Um, some some of them
1: are political refugees.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so sometimes they're my parents and they vote for the HDP. I wonder who they're voting for this time. They might vote for the Workers' Party. Oh no! Actually, no. They might have beef with the Workers Party from way
2: back, when, <laughs> with like their
0: ideological origin. They might actually have beef with them. Fuck. Uh, that, f- I, mean, split <laughs> I mean, my us. I mean, my mum started following me on Twitter, so like I could just DM her and ask.
1: Oh, excellent!
0: It's so Jova. Like my mum followed me on Twitter. I saw that and I was like, oh no! And I thought like maybe it's just someone with the same name. And then I saw the year in the handle of her, and it was the, the year she was born, and I was like, oh, no. what's <laughs> my mum. And I find it very funny, because I'm assuming that, like, the follower, like, following tab is ordered, by, is ordered by the order that you followed people in. So no. she logged into her Twitter for the first time in years, followed Kamal kaluchdarola and then followed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Brilliant. thanks, mum. She's like, oh, well, he has 10 million followers and you have 8.8 thousand. 8, like, yes, but it's not like gravity, is it? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, beautiful.
4: Oh, apparently the biggest
0: streamer on YouTube is now a Moroccan streamer named Ilias. Hmm. All right, cool. Good for him. Cool. Um, yeah, I, ju- I, just, I just came up on my Twitter timeline. I was like, oh, okay. It's because I follow the fucking, like, influencer streamer news website now on there because I have to. Because it's like, you know, like, if I want to do, like, you know, like, if I want to do something about, uh, you know, like, Harry Potter, that Harry Potter game that everyone was whinging about, I need to be on top of that shit and know who's crying about what. Yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, it's Crybaby Watch.
4: Gotcha. It's just like, getting, getting all the drama.
0: Yeah. And I shouldn't have, I feel like I shouldn't do drama stuff, but also, it, you know, people, people like shit, you know?
1: It's unavoidable. It's part of the part of the content mill.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's the, con- the content grind involves it. I'm hoping I get into some kind of massive controversy about my monitor. especially the part where I chug a pint. <laughs> I oh, like a...
1: in the full Farage, are we?
0: <laughs> yeah, I chugged an entire pint under a smiling portrait of fucking Cromwell.
1: Oh man!
0: <laughs> With w- next to a painting. Of the, like, of the, like, trial of Charles the First, by the way. Where they should, were, like, declaring should... him guilty in the painting.
1: You should have made sure it was a painting Guinness you were chugging, just no, I was. Would...
0: <laughs> it was, it was that, it was, uh, it was Doombar, so, you know, the horrible ale, Lord Protector. Oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> I need so to bring that, that back. That's, that's just for Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> actually, to actually... be fair, I, I am planning to do a D&D thing on show. Oh. I've already oh. got John Duncan signed up. Oh, um, amazing. Big names. <laughs> see, this is see, when Jamie asks us who John Duncan is again. Yeah.
2: yeah. See if <laughs> I, I wasn't horribly I'm not familiar uh, with the name.
1: Is mm-hmm. it a, a transgressive noise artist? Uh, most famous for his work "Blind Date," um, which he has <laughs> has sex to completion with a female cadaver.
0: No, no, no, no not that John Duncan. <laughs> That's not that John Duncan. <laughs> John
1: that would be Duncan. a fucking great bit if we had that John Duncan on for the. That show. would be a great. That
0: would be a huge coup. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> on that note, so on the note of huge coups, um, we will be doing an election night stream on my Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash SKTheCrusader. I-, I do not know when it will be starting, because I have neglected to check when the results will start coming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which doesn't reflect well on me, to be honest, but we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know on the, uh, on the Twitter, which you should follow as well. Otherwise, I think that's us. Yeah. Uh, there will be a bonus episode after the election. Mm. We're going to take a beat for the election and then do our reaction to it because we want to see if there's a runoff. And also, I'm in Lithuania the week after the election, so we can't record then. Uh, so you know, just that's just that's just how it is. So, uh, so we'll do we'll do a bonus after the election at least, and after and do some election reaction as well. And uh, the bonus will be about, I think we said we were going to do it about uh, the, the, the election songs in Turkey. We're going we're to list some election songs and we're going to grade Yeah. Finally, some music content on this on this podcast.:, yeah, we done it, an, in, an entire episode about music.
1: Yeah, we did an entire episode of it Anatolian Rock and talked about it for about seven minutes total.
0: Yeah, we really did not do a good job.: on that <laughs> <lot>. anyway, <laughs> anyway, everyone. Uh, let's hope for the least bad result. Or if it has to be bad, let's hope it's funny. Yeah. See you everyone.
4: Bye. Bye all.